Today is Friday, March the 5th, and this is episode number 23 of the Khan Wealth Advisory Podcast Series. I'm Asif Khan, Wealth Advisor with BMO Private Wealth. Hope everyone is looking forward to spring. Looks like we may get some breaking of the bitter cold next week. March and April can always bring weather surprises. Let's hope they are the warmer type. There's been a lot going on in the financial world from Bitcoin to SPACs to penny stocks to oil's ascent and discussions of inflation and the current stock market's gyrations. So today's episode will be a bit about this and a bit about that. First up, some COVID pandemic updates. Presently, Canada's infections have declined by 66%, the US by about 72%, and the UK by 81% relative to their January peaks. The US, I believe, now has four or five approved vaccines and have stated that they will have everyone in the USA that wants to be vaccinated done by the end of April. That is just as incredible as the rapid development of these vaccines. What is also very interesting is that a few of the pharmaceutical companies that did not have their vaccine trials work out, such as Sanofi, Novartis, and Baxter, have offered to make vaccines for companies such as Pfizer to make more of their successful vaccines. Pharmaceutical companies are usually quite cutthroat. They don't like each other and are always trying to outmaneuver one another or eat away at the other's business. The pandemic has brought about good in corporate culture. Great to see that the drug companies are working together to make more vaccines so that the world can be inoculated sooner. Which now brings us to Canada. We have had a slow start to vaccinating our population, even though we as a country have pre-purchased more vaccines per capita than any other country in the world. I don't blame the politicians. The companies who have successful vaccines are not Canadian companies, and I'm sure that some nationalism and loyalty has played a part in more vaccines going elsewhere. Nonetheless, we are getting our supplies now, and they appear to be ramping up. We have now vaccinated close to 6% of our population. For context, the U.S. has done about 25% of their population, and the U.K. has vaccinated approximately 35% of their population. With Pfizer and Moderna ramping up deliveries to Canada and AstraZeneca's deliveries deliveries now also arriving, I believe we're going to start to see pleasant surprises in the number of vaccines being administered. Provinces are gearing up for more clinics and pharmacies to do some of the administering, and I would assume Johnson & Johnson's vaccine approval is probably around the corner. I think we may get most of the vaccines done by the summer. Just my guess, and I'm reading in between the lines. On the negative side is that the new variants may create possible third waves because of their highly contagious values, and some of the vaccines have shown to not work well with the new strain. We've also heard that getting about 75% of our populations vaccinated will create this elusive herd immunity. The problem with this number is that 20% of our populations in the Western world are those that are under the age of 15, who typically are the age cohort that are not getting the vaccine. So not sure exactly how we add up to 75%. If you've been watching financial news, you've probably seen constant news about Bitcoin. It has gone up from around $500 US in early 2016 to a present $50,000. There are numerous discussions that perhaps this should be included in everyday folks' retirement portfolios. The argument is that Bitcoin is very much like gold. It has a finite amount, only 21 million Bitcoins will ever be produced, and you must work hard and spend lots of money to mine it, and it will be an inflation hedge, and it will only go up. That is what the so-called experts are saying. By the way, experts in Bitcoin were just created as Bitcoin is only about four years old. However, 
and those that know us know that we don't think gold is an investment. Yet, at least if you buy gold, you have physical gold that backs up your purchase. Even though gold has no use in any commercial product, you still own a gold bar. With Bitcoin, you don't have anything backing your investment. Even currency is backed by government's ability to tax its citizens, but Bitcoin has no backing. So we don't get it. Austin and I are studying it more and are trying to understand it further, and perhaps we'll make up a podcast episode about this in the near future. But until then, we don't get it. Another thing that you may have been hearing about in the news is SPACs or unicorn IPOs. Long story short, I think there are too many people sitting at home with nothing to do and the fact that their checking accounts are earning 0% and they can borrow for close to zero and have too much time on their hands and are bored are fueling this very odd behavior. They are throwing millions at shell companies who are being backed by celebrities with the hopeful promise that they will find the next Tesla or Amazon. And when you throw money at these special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs, you don't get to buy at ground zero. No, you get to buy nothing but a hope. And by the way, we will also sell it to you at a premium, a ridiculous premium because we are so confident that we will find some Cinderella company that will make the already rich celebrities even richer. It seems that these days, if you don't have a product or service, don't earn anything, people are willing to assume that the multiple of what you can earn will be ridiculously high. The last few things I will touch on is inflation in the markets. First off, We've been hearing constantly that inflation is roaring back into the economy and it will wreak havoc on our finances. Again, I think there are too many people at home, analysts included, who have way too much time on their hand and are extrapolating data simply because they have the time and and they haven't taken a vacation in over a year. Inflation, let me be clear, inflation will always be a concern, especially with the fact that so many personal balance sheets are flush with cash. People have been either getting income relief or simply saving a lot more money because they are always at home and not driving, not going to the game or to a restaurant or taking a vacation. On top of that, we've seen home prices rising. We've even even seen oil prices rising, surprisingly high actually, which is great for Alberta and boy, do they need it, but really not that good for our gas tanks. So generally, we are seeing some prices rise. But both the US Fed and the Bank of Canada have stated that inflation that the, that the inflation they fear the most is wage inflation. And how do you increase wages and salaries if 10% of your population is still not back to work? So with all the money printing and borrowing of the governments, we may see high inflation in the coming years. But again, we may also not. It could end up being a perfect landing. I will do a future episode on this topic because there's lots to discuss here. Just remember that innovation creates deflation and stimulus creates inflation. These are competing forces at play at present. Also, with respect to our investments, I will quote Brian Belsky from BMO Capital Markets. He says that higher interest rates are not an impediment to broader stock market performance. In fact, we found that some of the strongest periods of performance have coincided with rising interest rates over the past few decades, especially when rates increase from below average levels. I will end this week's financial commentary with the following observation. The vaccine rollout will cure the root problem of the economy's issues. It will get everything reopened. That will have much more robust and lasting impact on the economy and people's livelihood than government stimulus. Government money is a band-aid and reopening is what ultimately heals all. And also, by the way, from February 19th of last year to present, which is a bit longer than a year now, 
when the markets were at their previous highs and before the start of the shutdowns and the fears, just for context, the, t- the Toronto stock market was at 17925 and the S&P 500 in the USA was at 3386 Today, the TSX is up about 1% from the previous numbers that I just read, and the S&P 500 in Canadian dollar terms is up about 7.5%. So those on the financial news that are talking about a bubble, I think, have not seen these numbers. To close out, my quote for today is from Nick Murray. He has said, Wealth is not determined by investment performance, but by investor behavior. Here's our corny dad joke of the week. What did the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waved. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you soon. Call us anytime with your questions or comments. My number is 416-725-9133. And Austin's number is 416-709-7879. This is Asif Khan signing off. Be well and have a great week. Hello, you still listening? Thanks for sticking around. Well, I've given in. I bought a pair of Nike Jordan shoes online. I did not spend the ridiculous money that some of these kids spend, but my red and black old school Jordan 1s are pretty nice. Can't wait for the summer and to be able to walk around in them. My eldest daughter came up with a pretty neat hack. You can do this too and you will never need to buy green onions ever again. You take the green onions that you bought from the grocery store, Cut them about two-thirds and submerge the bottom third in a jar of water. You will have green onions growing in your kitchen all week long. One of my daughters also has a fascination with Taco Bell. She thinks they are actually gourmet tacos. The Taco Bell in Woodbridge is next to a Japanese shiitake restaurant that has shiitake in its name. My daughter was looking over at it and just started howling. She said to me, Dad, look at the name of that restaurant. I'll let you spell it out on a piece of paper and see why a tweener would start laughing. Be well. Talk to you soon.